Good morning. It is Wednesday and I just had therapy. So it's always nice to do a podcast after therapy so I can have helpful hints for anybody who's unable to get therapy but might benefit from listening to this. Um, I know we were supposed to do a whole month of kinky stuff in January, but clearly between COVID and shitty weather, that did not happen. So I'm sorry. And I'll try to like label my thing so you know what the fuck we're going to talk about. So you could like, you know, clearly if it's not your thing, you're just like, I don't care about that subject. I'll wait till, you know, I title it kinks and you can listen. Although this one is kind of interesting because between therapy and the book club I just did this week via Zoom on the book You Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Goggin or Goggins? I had it wrote down, but I don't have that paper with my ADD in front of me. But You Can't Hurt Me. It's a great autobiography about this man who just had a horrible, tragic backstory, abusive upbringing, and he ended up being like a Navy SEALs. He talks about running like 100-mile races and doing the most pull-ups in 24 hours like that anyone's ever done. I think it was in the Guinness Book of World Records. He has these really cool exercises in his autobiography of this book that talks about what you can do and how you need to push yourself I mean, he goes over how the most powerful force in human nature is you. You got to pick your identity. Who are you at your core and do everything to align your life to that identity? And he talks about finding your power. He talks about going through trauma makes you stronger. Although, like, I got to tell you, because I've had a year of therapy under my belt, that's not always true because sometimes you go through trauma and you're like an alcoholic and, you know, you're suicidal and that kind of thing. So I hate that we... I think the only reason that people applaud him is because he did something productive. And that harkens back to the whole capitalistic thing where if you're depressed and have trauma, but you're doing for others or you're becoming better, then we applaud it. And if you have trauma and just lay there and cry and maybe self-medicate, we kind of shit on you. And I think we need to be a little gentle with everybody that goes through trauma, no matter how they choose to cope with it. Be there to help people. So that's just, when I read the book, I kind of had that mentality as I was reading things. Um, It did speak, to me, it reeked a little ableism too, because he talks about how you got to push yourself, push yourself. And it's like, you know, not everybody can push themselves because they do have mental and physical limitations. Um, He talks about like removing the governor off your brain. He makes a car analogy. If any of you know that governor, like, I guess it will control like what speed your car will top out at, or I don't know, I'm not a car person, so... Somebody's probably just fucking wincing as they're hearing me try to bumble my way through what a governor is. But he talks about taking it off your brain, basically, to face your fears, to keep pushing yourself. Again, this whole book is a lot of pushing yourself. Something that did speak to me was an accountability mirror. He talks about making lists and goals. And in my book club, one of the ladies said she does post-its all over. I have ADD. Anybody who's worked with me knows I have fucking lists all over my workstation of what room needs what, who needs a urine, who needs to have their Chaponin checked at what time with their EKG, you know, what patient just came in is going to be transferred. So I got to get this paperwork ready. Like I have my shit on paper and maybe it speaks to me being fucking 43 because I know that shit's on the computer, but like, it's not, I need it flat in front of me on like a sheet of paper versus having to go through like three different areas to find it. Let me go to labs. Let me see what has been collected. What hasn't like, instead of just looking down at my paper, boom, there's a square with a urine. I need to collect a urine. Like, so accountability mirror, like with making lists, I think that's fantastic. I'm actually going to be doing that into February and I'll get there and what I'm doing with my list in a moment. He talks about the ultimate key to getting the most out of yourself is to commit first and figure the rest out later, which also is going to be going into February. Like I keep saying, I want to write a book. I want to write a book, but then I keep getting waylaid with other things happening. 
you know, like kidney stones and my dad dying and, you know, then just focusing into the kids and what they need and I keep not writing. Although I do have good ideas. And oh my god, I have to tell you all, I had this fucking fantastic... Okay, I'm gonna leave that off. I'm gonna try to bring that into February's thing. One of my favorite authors, Autumn Jones-Lake, like totally... She writes a lot of... People call them smutty, but it's like Sons of Anarchy with a feminist twist. I'm just saying. She writes a motorcycle kind of book series with a feminist twist. So it's romance, but awesome, strong ladies. So naturally, I love it. And uh, she sent me a couple fucking books and notebooks and all this fucking stuff, buttons and pens, because she knows I've mentioned I wanted to try to write my own book. And she gave me notebooks because that's what she uses her method to write down ideas. And I'm like, oh my God, like I have to do this. Like I literally have an author that I love and buy her books and she's been on the New York bestsellers list and stuff. And I'm like, and she sent me this, like I'm fucking fangirling. Like you wouldn't believe because I'm very active in her like online forums with like our little plot theories and what might happen in the next book. Like, she's really good. It's, I've read Shit Smut, and she's awesome. Like, so it's, anyways. So, just commit to what you're going to do first. Figure out the rest. Um, something that also speaks to me is don't wish that you will arrive one day. Don't wish that you're going to get there one day. Do the work to put your plans in action now. So, it's kind of the book in a nutshell. I mean, I'm not going through all the traumatic stuff he talked about in the books, but um, those are kind of the things I pulled out of it. So that brings me to, you know, like I said, there seem to be some, to me, things he's talked about that kind of reeked of ableism, maybe a little capitalistic undertones, or I was like, not everybody can do this. But again, it's his autobiography and how he got there. I did feel like with his 100 mile race and his pushing himself, pushing himself, that he was, he literally labeled himself, his identity was like he was strong, or I think he said badass, motherfucker, whatever the way he worded it in the book. The, everything he did was to prove that point. And to me and my therapy that I've got under my belt, I'm like, he remembers when he wasn't safe and he wasn't strong and he was being abused as a child. And therefore as an adult, he was doing everything to prove to everybody that he was strong and that he kind of was running away from all his trauma, not dealing with it. Or he was dealing with it in that way and people applaud him because it was a productive way to deal with it, so to speak. You know, it's really scary to fucking turn around and look at some trauma and try to process it as an adult and, you know, find out maybe things weren't okay that were done and then try, you know, not pointing fingers and blaming, maybe a little bit of that, but then turning it inward and saying, how am I still having that trauma as an adult? How am I still reproducing it? Am I married to somebody who I'm living that trauma still because it's comfortable and I know how to navigate it? Like, it's just very interesting stuff that I think of through therapy that could have played out in that book. And we did talk about that at our book club. So this brings me to February and what I will be hopefully talking about in February. I know I think I got one more Monday in January. And if me and Michelle can ever get together, we'll definitely talk about some more kink stuff. But um, I don't know if we'll be able to. So that might be months down the road. And that's okay. What I want to urge you all to do is this is January. And something I did this month for myself was I promised myself I would run three times a week. And I would do yoga twice a week. And I've been running three times a week since October. Um, I did not hit that goal this month because, again... COVID hit my middle child. We all were negative, but I know we all had it because we had the same fucking symptoms, just didn't test positive, but he did. So, um, you know, I was out for a couple weeks and no, I was not running. I was not, I couldn't even fucking get up to do like one thing a day. Like I, I was so drained of energy. It didn't happen. 
So another therapy thing was to be gentle with myself. It's okay that didn't happen because I was sick. And I'm not a failure. I was working on getting better and doing that thing that our society hates. I was resting. I rested, watched all the fucking Marvel Comic Universe like movies, like watched all of them in a straight week. We watched like, I don't know, 27 movies or something. And uh, that was probably the best thing because I didn't have any lasting effects from having COVID. Nobody did in this house, although we were all vaccinated and boosted. Those of us that could have boosters. So we were very lucky. That being said, we're back to doing our running and yoga. I had to take a few steps back. Christmas Eve, I was running for 22 minutes straight. I was like in week six running. I'm back in week four. And because, you know, it took a lot out of me. So I have to build myself back up and that's okay. So going into February, my husband and I, after reading this book, you know, the You Can't Hurt Me, after reading his autobiography... We were talking about what we want to do into February. And I think I've done this in years past, but I want to do a self-love. And I know you're all thinking masturbation right now. Well, I'm sure I'll talk about that too next month. I want to do a self-love for February. I really want our theme because you need to love yourself before you can adequately love somebody else. You just do. And I don't think we get that message. I just don't think we get it. We think when we meet somebody, they're going to love us, you know, and make us feel better. That's an internal job. You have to love yourself to make yourself feel better. I didn't get that message. I don't think a lot of us do. Um, Even at 43, I still sometimes want my husband to fix everything that I feel is wrong with me. And that's an internal job. You want to be mentally and physically strong to partner with somebody else who's also mentally and physically strong. Life's fucking hard. Like, so I love that we're going to do this together. We're going to do the self-love journey together. I've already made a Galentine's Day gate. Oh, gate. I love it. Not a gate, a date. A gal. Oh, I guess Galentine's date could be gate. But anyways, I made a Galentine's Day date with some gals that are geeky and we're going to do sushi next month. So we're supposed to do sushi and thrifting. I don't know that the way the timetable is. We'll probably just do sushi dinner, but that's awesome. So I can get together with some gals I haven't seen in a while. So loving yourself means making sure you make time for friends outside of your partnership. It's very important. And I, I gotta say important better. My middle child and youngest notice I say important. (laughs) They really get on me for it. Anyways, it's important to make those relationships stable. You know, I think that a lot of us will get in a relationship and I'm guilty of it. I've been with my husband for like 21 years, going on 22 this year. And we like each other. We do. We like spending time together and watching fucking, you know, movies and superhero movies and sitting next to each other in recliners like the fucking movie Up. Like, we like just going on hikes together. We are actually going snowshoeing this weekend for the first time. Like, I'm in my 40s and I've tried jujitsu. We've done rain barrel making classes. We've done Indian cooking classes. I'm totally up for some kind of salsa dancing or something if I could figure out where the fuck they do that at. But now, and we're going snowshoeing for my youngest kid's birthday. But it was on my list last year of things to do in the winter, and I didn't get to do it. So here I am, 43, and I'm going to go snowshoeing for the first time. Super stoked about it. But we like hanging out with each other. So literally, we're, we were talking about we need to make plans with friends outside of ourselves and go on our own friend thing. So that's part of self-love, and I'll be talking about that more next month. So look forward to self-love tips and things I'm going to urge you all to do to love yourselves. Because it all starts at home, right? And then you also, those of you who have kids, can model good behavior for your children to love themselves and to be mentally and physically strong. 
we're doing a whole book on emotions this week for homeschool. And it's really cute because my kids will start naming their emotions. Like I'm very frustrated right now. I'm very angry. And we name the emotion and then we work on how to process that emotion in a healthy way. So those are just some things that are going on in my house this past week. And always the perimenopause, always the perimenopause. Cause I literally will let you all know in full disclosure, I sat in bed all day Friday. I was very Thursday and Friday, very depressed, just having a bad couple days after my therapy session Wednesday and um, just kind of looking internally at things and just feeling overwhelmed. And I literally Friday sat in bed all day. I did not fucking get out of the bed, but to pee and uh, watch Dexter all day. That was my self care. I watched Dexter and my husband brought me frozen pizza and tater tots into bed, <laughs> like some chocolate, like hostess cupcake things, you know, definitely above my sodium limit for the day. But again, it was just that one day that week and it was okay. And then by the weekend I felt better and I've been super energetic this whole week. Sometimes you need to kind of like a wounded animal, go fucking hunker down in a little cave for a day or two and then kind of come out when you're a little stronger. So tis the season with all of our seasonal affect depression, right? Urge you to get outside, get outdoors, shovel. I know some of you hate it, but try to like do those. I kind of was like, I'm glad I have legs to stand on and I'm glad I have arms that are strong to shovel. I could feel the cold air I'm breathing in. And, you know, my hair with the snowflakes is a little wet and scratchy when I got inside. I have some fucked up hair. Yeah, scratchy and like weird feeling. It's in need of a deep condition but like all these things you could feel see hear and smell when you're outdoors try to be grateful for it i think it's very easy for us to be like i fucking hate the snow i want to live somewhere where it's sunny but practice that gratitude and it really does help i do a gratitude journal on an app every single fucking day it reminds me what are you grateful for today and the day i was depressed i said fucking frozen pizza and dexter so you know there's a silver lining in every day right usually even the day my dad died, I told the kids this, the day my dad died, I was able to say I was grateful to have Mark because he had already lost his father and knew kind of what I was going through. And I was very grateful to have a partner to help me through this. Although I did have guilt that I always felt I didn't help him through as well because we had only been together three or four years when his dad passed and uh, I didn't know what to do for him. But uh that I was able to be grateful my kids were alive that day and my husband was there with me to help me through it even on a pretty shitty day so again gratitude really isn't about saying nothing bad's happening it's saying yeah this fucking sucks and I also need to remember though I have this and this going for me so I'm going to end on that note and we're going to really do a lot of self-love for February because I think we all need it it's like that bleakest darkest months of the year although that would be December with the shortest day of the year but you know what I mean just feels like bitter cold and that the winter will never end people get really dramatic about it so all the self-love coming up next month take care